When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good afternoon and welcome to the LFC Day Trippers. It is our fifth full-time Reds of the year. It's finished at Molyneux. One goal to Wolves, three goals to Liverpool. It is a very lovely way to start a Saturday morning slash afternoon, especially after that first half. I'm your host, Matt. I'm joined tonight by Chris Brack, as becoming usual for us on Full-Time Reds. How's your day so far, Chris? Well, your start to the show was a bit like Liverpool start, a bit, a bit, a bit substandard, mate. You know, take it off mute first, it helps. So, um, I'll be honest, mate. I messaged you at half time. Went, oh, it's got to be one of those shows, anyway. Oh yeah. no, because I'm buzzing, mate. Because listen, once again, as I've put my thing, those Reds find a way of winning again. We've got goals everywhere in the team. It, you know, we've got depth. We've got depth in the attacking areas. It's brilliant. All that is really good. But fuck me, that first half was absolutely atrocious. That was almost on par with the when we got battered three 0 at Wolves and. The only, thing, the only thing we can say is, good job, Wolves can't shoot. Because yeah. genuinely, that first half was dreadful. But yep. as my as our good friend Kev said, um, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. That's also for the league. That's also how you, in games. And listen, I think game for Klopp, this would be a perfect result. Because it's like, great, got rid of the 12-30 hoodoo. Amazing. I've got the win. Amazing. Still loads of things to work on though, so I can so we can still te- do the running around temper expectation going, Yeah, that's great. We won. Well, come on, we've got to do better than this. You can't keep starting like this. We need to find a better way, both the manager and the players. So listen, can't argue though, mate. You know, 13 points out of 15, I'll take that all day. Exactly. And top of the table as it currently stands right now. So it's in its infancy, but you can't be there at the end of the season if you're not <laughs> in and around there at the start and all throughout the season. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it feels like this show is going to be very much broken up into talking about the halves in isolation oh, of each other. Because Chris Golden, it was... that, that's that's the, that's the comment of the day so far. That that sums us up. <laughs> we were going to be brothers, Grim. You and me were feel like, oh Jesus, what? this is. I don't want to talk about this. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was yeah. there was the possibility that we were just going to do a rerun of last year's full time Reds of the three nil at Molyneux and just sit here and react to that instead because it was feeling very same for same sake. Uh, what wasn't the same, though, was the lineups. Lineups come out and back four of Gomez, Matip, Kwanzaa, and Robertson. So Kanate obviously not fit enough to make the start. 
Alexis McAllister, though, coming back from on top of a Bolivian mountain playing football four days ago, gets the start in the middle of the park. Jones saw the slide beside him. So that's the same midfield three that we saw against Aston Villa. And then Salah, Gakpo, and Jada, which I think pretty much everybody expected would be the front three come out there. But Jarrell Kwanzaa gets his first start for Liverpool, Chris. Big, yeah, big I mean, shout. I mean, I think we were talking about it a few days back. We said, well, if, if Trent and Canati aren't fixed, that kind of was the back line because you went... I think everyone, because we'd had Canati uh, back for two days, thought, oh, maybe he might be all right. So actually, that would help. Well, look, when I saw him start, I thought, well... Obviously, Canati's not close enough, so they don't want to risk him. But also, I thought, well, fair play to that, because when he's come on, he's actually done right. And I thought you and me will have a debate later about man the matches and stuff like that. But do you know what? I think all of the back four can have a bit of a... We can have a pop at all the back four for the goal we conceded, and we'll cover. That aside, I kind of thought he just did what you kind of wanted him to do as a centre-back. I think what doesn't help him is he, he's just played at the back with, three, with two mutes, because Joe Gomez don't talk. Matip who's the senior centre-back there, I don't think he speaks. And I think that's kind of a problem to him. And look, he had Robertson next, which probably helped, but which is probably why Kwanzaa ended up playing on the left. I think he's naturally more of a right-sided centre-back. But listen, fair play to him. Um, I must admit, I was surprised McAllister started. Me too. He's come back, you know, was literally pitching, you know, on oxygen because he's got to go and play in Bolivia up a, up a mountain. You know, so I thought, there's no way he can start. And in a nice way to Klopp, you kind of made yourself look a bit soft, really, because you've you've gone in on a journalist about it. I just think it was a stupid question because the answer is obvious why he didn't like why he didn't like the twelve thirty start. But then to start a guy who, and let's be honest, he was arguably one of the worst players in the pitch. And I just generally think it was because he just looked knackered. Yeah. He couldn't trap a ball. He couldn't pass it two yards. You know, all the things that basically are very un McAllister like. Because he's an excellent player, but he just had an absolute stinker. And I kind of think for Klopp. Yeah, I think you got your setup wrong there, to be fair. But listen, we'll come on to the, the positive side of the clock in the second half because I think this does need highlighting more than it does, to be fair. Yeah, it's to me, that was the story of the first half was just the I think it was a mistaken selection from Klopp of going with McAllister mm. again. I, it's, I, I would have thought that Endo was going to start this game. Clearly, he's probably earmarked to start on Thursday against Lask as we uh, start our Europa League campaign. But yeah, McAllister was just, he was really, really slow on it. A couple other notice, uh, notables before we get into it. 100th appearance for Curtis Jones, which is fantastic for him. 200 appearances for Andy Robertson. And of course, he gets to lead the team out of the tunnel wearing the captain's armband and ends up rounding off his day quite nicely. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll come to that. Because we'll I mean, I agree with John there. Gomez as an inverted fullback. I, I agree. I think Gomez is a good, solid defender. He's not an inverted fullback. So asking him to go into midfield to do the Trent stuff is a bit. Why? And also, Sopper's line, McAllister, Jones, there's enough talent there and enough creativity. I kind of felt you were making a rod for Joe Gomes' own back. I mean, actually, to us, Joe Gomes' performance summed up Liverpool first half. He was atrocious first half. He was excellent second half. But I also think the reason he, the reason he looked better second half was we actually had a midfield that actually functioned because it was so much that first half flashbacks of last year where... They were just bad. We, Liverpool give the ball away. Um, you've got to give Wolves credit. They clearly had the plan, which was bypass the midfield where you can and get pace out wide to Neto. And, you know, look, Neto, when he's fit, he's an outrageously brilliant winger. You know, and he'll tear apart very good defenders all the time. So, 
There's no there's no shame in Joe Gomez getting ripped by Neto because I think a lot will. It's just keeping him fit. But again, we we saw second half function in midfield. I don't think Neto got a kick second half. You know, I think he, he had. I think he had one. He had one time where he where the ball came to him. And he was able to run at our defense. But I mean, that's what. But you know what I mean? He was like man. He was, he was bordering on man the match. This this guy looks like a will be second half. You go. I forgot he was playing. Yeah. It, it, again, Wolves had pretty much the mirrored game as Liverpool. Wolves completely dominated the first half. Like I think I saw that halftime they had twenty six touches in our box to our ten in theirs. Like they were they were so dominant, and a lot of that came through Pedro Neto and Matthias Cunha. Uh, Cunha looked like he was playing. So I uh, can't remember when the last show. Oh, I guess on Thursday, uh, doing the show, talking about the preview for the weekend's games, and being like, hopefully we don't see the Wolves that we saw in the first week of the year against Manchester United where Cunha was just getting the ball and driving at the United defense, and it looked like they could score at any opportunity. And sure as shit, that's exactly what we saw. Like, Cunha was getting the ball, driving right at us. We couldn't seem to touch him. I mean, McAllister gets a yellow card after four minutes, after he gives the ball away, and Cunha drives past him. It's the softest yellow card. It's the softest yellow card. It's it's almost like he's been booked for the intent, which is, I saw you go to grab him. The fact is, you actually didn't grab him, because you missed him. He fell over, and you got booked for it. So it's like, it's almost like, I booked you because I knew what you were going to do, which seems yeah. a bit a bizarre yeah. booking. You know, yeah, but... it's very minority report. You know, they presume that they, they just figured mm. in the future he was going to oh. commit a yellow card foul. So just punish him ahead of time. But I... especially when we see second half, I mean, literally, well, I'll have to bring it up. You know, Darwin Nunes, the guy's hanging off his shoulder. He stands still, pulls him over, stops the counter attack, and the ref goes, Yeah, free kick, play on. Yeah. You're yeah. like, no, no yellow? You know, you know, right at right in half time, we. Are nearly clean through. Jota's took out. It's a late tackle. It's one of them. He's clean. He's going to be clean through to pass into Mo. No yellow. Yeah. Again, it's the this lack of consistency, which is just maddening at times. Which is why you get annoyed with it. Uh, Anthony, they have a great point. Which is, and he's right. Stop Neto. You stop service. And first half we didn't do that. Second half we did that brilliantly. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Because that's also why you keep him quiet. You know, that's why Mo Salah looks brilliant second half and first half didn't get a kick. And when he did, he had three lads on him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it didn't take very long for uh, Wolves. I'm not sure whether it was Gary O'Neill's game plan or it's just the natural way the game developed. But Pedro Neto cutting in off of the left. Gomez seemed like he was so concerned with the overlap going outside of him. And Matt Tip wasn't able to close the space down. It just left this gap between Gomez and Matt Tip for Neto to get the ball, pick his head up, make one move, send Gomez this way. Matt Tip's flat-footed and he cuts in down that channel into our box. And that's where their goal comes from. He absolutely walks through Gomez, Matip. Sabasai is also fairly weak in the challenge. He was fairly weak the first half, to be fair to him. Yes, yes. Well, that's what I get for captaining him in my fantasy league. So uh, I apologize for that one, everybody. Oh, it's a great playing. cutback from Pedro Neto, though. Like, that's that oh, corridor yeah. of uncertainty. It's exactly it's... where you want the ball to go. Kwanzaa's is coming across to try to shut it down. He's not able to affect the play at all. And then I think Robertson is a He's little... A slow, to... slow to react. Yeah. And... If I'm honest, even Allison knows where that's going. I mean, maybe if you've been hypercritical on Allison, I mean, that's how brilliant Allison is. What I'm looking going, I still expect Allison to save it. I mean, he nearly did as well. You know, not that it's not a goalkeeper mistake, it's not me digging him out, but that's how good Allison is. I just assumed he'd save it. But yeah, you know, look, those three should stop the cross. If you've been hypercritical Kwanzaa, I think he should get up. I think he's a bit slow getting across to cut it out. And then Robbo's really slow to react. And again, but twice through legs. So, if I'm honest, though, 
it had been coming for about 15 minutes. You're going like, Liverpool haven't woke up here. This is well, it wasn't coming for 15 minutes because it was only in the seventh minute that the goal went it in. Felt, but it felt like it felt like, like it, it felt like at that half. I was going, it felt like I've watched this for 15 minutes. He <laughs> like it's so early. I was like, oh, this is hard. Um, but generally, the rest of the half, thank God, Wolves can't shoot and Wolves don't score enough because Cunha misses an absolute sitter. I, you know, I don't. He's he's like he jumps for a header, forgets he's too high, and then try then he's not down quicker as kick it, and you know Kwanzaa gets it away. You know, maybe Kwanzaa puts him off slightly because he gets up there. But I was a bit like, how are we not two three nil down here? Because we're absolutely dog turd. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's, the 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 Cunha chance, the header that ends up hitting him right in the midsection. It looks very similar to Darwin Nunez against Aston Villa, where it you think you're going to be able to head the ball. And I don't know. I think I saw one angle where it looked like Kwanzaa might have got the faintest, yeah. faintest touch on it. But he definitely affected the play. But Yeah, a bit, well, a bit like the Villa, keeper did for, the Villa keeper did for Darwin's one. He does get a touch. But uh, generally, I was resigned to sit back going, oh, this is 2-0. This is going to be a shit afternoon. This. this is going to ruin me weekend a little bit. So I was quite good for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I the big takeaway I had from the first half, I mean, it was basically just a series of Wolves chances. They end up having four corners in the first half of the game. So many giveaways. McAllister and Sabasly with the ball in the middle of the park. Like The note I had is that our front three and Curtis Jones looked pretty much invisible on the pitch. They were not getting into the game at all. That's normally a bad thing, but compared to how often McAllister and Sabasly were just senselessly carelessly giving the ball away in the middle of the park and putting us under pressure those four were actually the best of the front six players because mm. the other two guys were just it was so last year it so yeah, that's yeah. exactly if you forgot how last season went watch the first so kieran b said he didn't get to see the first half of the game if you want to remember you. last year watch, just watch it. The, yeah it's just apart from the, the goal skills enough there it was generally after after Cunha missed that chance. You, I was generally set to going, I still can't get my head when Endo's not playing. Isn't this what you bought him for? You know, or I just didn't get it. I was just going, because I was generally thinking at half time, there's going to be three, four of these took off. You're probably going to see, like, it might be the first time we've seen Liverpool do it, four subs at half time. Because I was generally like, half of them's going, I can't be asked with this. I was generally really frustrated. And again, it was that, the frustration was going, we've already given too many people an excuse, which is, we don't like 12.30 starts. We were shit at them last year. Klopp hates 12.30 starts after internationals. He has a point, and he does have a point, which is since he's been at the club, we've had 12, 12.30 starts at internationals. The next closest Spurs was six. We're in the next one. You know, so I, I generally think there shouldn't be allowed 12.30 starts after an international break. Just give for that one, you give TNT an eight o'clock. Yeah. And do you know what? If they said you play Wolves at eight o'clock Saturday night, I don't even think anyone would have, would have, would have been asked over it. Lip will be happy because they get a bit more hours rest. And Wolves will be like, it's a night game. Night games are always better anyway. So, and it looks good in the telly. Cracking. You know, that would be the easy resolve. But yeah, it just felt like you already got to have Liverpool sort of bought into their own narrative, which is we ate 12.30s and we're not, you know, we don't like them. You know, obviously, we all had to, you're lucky because you'd probably have to watch it on TNT. We had to put up with Jermaine Genus, who loves Liverpool being shit and he just honestly got he was like making random things up you know oh I've seen this guy's only had seven touches have you been counting them oh no somebody's told me why why are you making stuff up you know asking if certain players are natural strikers and you're like oh Jesus do you know what I mean well I mean when you're such a top level player as Jermaine Genus was you know you're able to journeyman overhyped footballer in Robbie Savage (laughs) all the TNT 
commentators, they can all get in the bin. They're all rubbish. Even the Liverpool ones. You know, Steve McManaman is horrendous as a as a co-commentator. So yeah. So um, I mean, we're getting to the end of the first half. We're really hanging on. It's at the point where everybody's messaging of like, just get the halftime one nil. Just get the halftime one nil. Stroke of forty-five minutes, we get in. Mo has a shot that's blocked in the box after Sock like. Craig Dawson tries to come and head to cross away from Luis Diaz. He doesn't quite get there. Jose Soft flaps at it. Mo has a snapshot. Craig Dawson, who was pretty phenomenal in this game at the back. He's a very, good, he's a, he's a very good bottom half defender. I don't mean that disparagingly. He's no. just, he's the, the ultimate. If you just want someone to, you know, throw the body on the line, keep stuff out. If you're trying to hold on to a lead, he's, he's the sort of defender you want. He's the sort of player that you'd love. And he has a good record goal scoring wise against Liverpool as well. So another yeah. reason why we don't like Craig Dawson. Uh, it's a good, uh, but then Sobers live shot. It's a good save by the keeper. As bad as we were, and we were pretty atrocious. I think I tweeted, "We are atrocious." I couldn't think of a better word to put us. You have to give Wolves credit. They had a game plan. It worked well. And once they got one 0 up, they defended perfectly, which is basically you could have it wide. We're blocking the middle, and to be fair, with no Darwin Nunes on the pitch. There are limited people you're thinking they're gonna struggle to out jump, you know. So you were generally going like, "What are we gonna do at half time?" Because I, I was like, "Half time, half time." I messaged you saying, "When the positive you can say from the game is, well, at least we're only one nil down." That's kind of where the bar was for that first half. That was literally the only positive was, you know. Yep. If, you're like, "Oh god," you know. And I was expecting Gakpo to go off, McAllister to go off. It wouldn't surprise me to change one of the back four just to liven it up. And I thought, well, Jota was touch and go because I thought he tried hard. It just wasn't, it was one of those days where it wasn't coming off. But I could generally see made a case for about four lads going off. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely one of those half times where you get the uh, overreactions from pretty much the me. entire Liverpool fan base. <laughs> just, where everybody's me, like, just me. <laughs> I'd make, no, everybody's like that of like, there's got to be three changes at halftime. Like, we all know deep down that Klopp is almost never making halftime changes. So it was, it needed to be done, but it was very oh. good that he did make one halftime change in terms of bringing off Alexis Yes, Nigel uh, makes another really good point, which is Sky UK need to offer a season ticket for your favourite club. You can have all, all the games, but it might be £200 a year. Do you know what? I'm amazed there isn't like a Netflix version of Premier League football where you can subscribe to every Premier League game, which might cost you a big piece of money. Or if you just care about your club, you can watch that. And you know, loads of people would do that. Nah, you know. it's, also, it's coming. It's coming. It's it's got to be. Well, said, well you can watch it, the games everywhere in the world, but the UK. Yeah, I mean, it's I get ridiculous. I get to watch them all. So let's uh, this up. There's five three o'clock kickoffs coming on. Oh, here. shit your face. <laughs> We're thankfully though. I mean, we've we've reached the nadir of the game. It's halftime. It's everything's terrible. It's looking like it's going to be a Brothers Grimm type show. It, it's a brave. It's a brave sub though. When you look at it. It bring completely in changes the team, yeah. Yeah, bring out the ads for McAllister. Listen, McAllister's going up, I had no problem with it. I just thought, I actually felt sorry for him thinking, he just looked knackered. And I was, I was going, oh, so we're going to see Gakpo centre mid then, which hasn't always worked this year, but we'll see how it goes. No, no, we're just going to go 4-2-4. Yep. And we're just going to really go at you and just yep. pin you back, which I'm thinking, okay, that's quite brave away from home when you've been pretty much abject and... Then again, we got the midfield got cut over so many times. They maybe just thought, oh, fuck it, we haven't got one. Let's just put another one up front and see what happens. But to Klopp's credit, the double pivot of Jones and Sobersly worked really well. 
yeah. worked really well. You know, if I'm honest, Jones probably did a bit more of a defence work to allow Sobslide to go further forward, which freed him up. And Diaz, you know, look, Diaz has had a fabulous start to the season and he's so unlucky not to score after about five minutes. Um, you forget with Diaz how good he is at headed. Yeah. He's deceptively good at headed for not a dramatically tall guy. <laughs> but um, he just gives you that bit of oomph where you go, all right, okay, now I'm, in, now I'm into this. You know, this is more now like the Liverpool I know. So I was quite quite excited, quite excited yeah. when I saw this lineup. The training ground feel of it after we went to the double pivot. So Jada pushes, basically the way I saw it was Jada pushed wide right, Diaz wide left, and Gakbo and Salah were both basically playing through the middle. I felt like Salah came a lot more central throughout the second half as it went on. But the little movements at the back of cycling the ball, because we all of a sudden started just dominating the ball. We came out and until we score our goal, they barely put a foot on the ball. You know, we're, mm-hmm. we're keeping the ball. When they fend the ball off, it's immediately coming back. We're winning the headers from our defensive line. We're recycling the ball and keeping it. And watching McAllister and Jones kind of sliding back and forth in that double pivot, playing those little triangles with the defenders, it was it was a, such a dramatic sea change from the first half. Like, it well, couldn't Joe, have been any different. Gomez and Robbo became fullbacks. Because yeah. they, basically, they basically were four centre-backs because they couldn't get out. The amount of times you saw Gomez, you know, doing what he's good at, which is holding the width, but doing the interplay and doing underlaps to give Mo a chance to cut in or go and thinking like, that's what you want Gomez to do, the traditional right back, which he's good at. He's just not an inverted fullback. Batch is a traditional right back. He's absolutely fine. And his crossing is very underrated. I actually think he's crossing quite decent. He's not Trent, but to be fair, no, no one is. So, but compared to your stat, most fullbacks, he's fine. So, but then, yeah, and then, about 52, they go like, all right, Liverpool are going to make more changes. They're going to bring on Elliot and Nunes. You're thinking, oh, okay. I was thinking, I actually think we started this half quite well. This is quite dramatic, quite quickly. But I was thinking, well, Gakpo and Jota, they haven't done much all game, really. So it's probably them two coming off. And then they literally, for the last two touches, set up the equaliser. Yeah. And they get, get hooked. I mean, I suppose if you're going to go off, that's the best way to go off after, you, after you've just set up the equaliser. And uh, Mo Salah again, he just loves an assist, doesn't he? He's, he prefers assist to goals these days. Well, it's his 200th goal involvement for the club, so he just keeps going. And what what was the what? other stat that came around? Five straight Premier League away games with an assist? Yeah, uh, only two players have been directly involved in 200-plus Premier League goals for Liverpool, Steven Gerrard and Mo Salah. So, very Fair- esteemed. Yes, very esteemed. Come, very esteemed. Uh, Do you know what I mean? That's, that's the level you're talking now. And I think someone said now he... I think he's now 18 assists short from being in the top 10 assist makers for the Premier League in the history. I think he's nine or 10 goals short now of being in the top 10 goal scorers all time Premier League. You know, enjoy Mo Salah while we've got him because, you know, this is something you don't see very often. This is like elite level ridiculousness. Even when you think he's quiet, he gets a hat trick of assists. You know, that's what it is. I mean, just to give you a bit of an update on Mo, Andrew Beasley said just the eight assists for Mo Salah in his last five games. That is ridiculous. That's, that's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. Five away, uh, five away games. Sorry, five away games, as you rightly pointed out. Yeah. It's it's lovely to see his change from being the focal point in terms of being our number one finisher to that little reverse slot ball that he does when somebody's we, running through and you see it for the goal. It's yeah. That. We saw this, we saw a bit of this probably like 18 months ago where they started talking about it, saying like, you know, are you just, oh you're on the strikers? No, I'm a winger. And they're like, no, you're and I remember the the, the guy interviews like yeah, but you see he's on strike. He goes, no, I want goals and assists. I want, I want to be the best of both. 
And he was really deadpan about it. He was like, because we all think Mo just cares about goals. That's it. He definitely wants both. He wants to be the best of both, which, listen, I'm all for. I could care. You know, quite like the fact he's, he views it that way. As Project 5AN's put, 11 consecutive games now with a goal or assist for Mo. You know, ridiculous yeah. for Absolutely flying, which is why any price for him should start with a five and have like eight zeros or nine zeros after it. Yeah, five billion. Let's go with that. We make the changes. It seems like we're going to go back to the 4-3-3 a little bit. And once again, cheerleader for Harvey Elliott that I am, a great substitute performance. He, he's becoming the perfect uh, – unfortunately for Harvey, he's actually making himself the perfect sub. And I don't, and I don't mean that disparagement. You're always like going like, I don't think I want Harvey Elliott starting many games for the this year. But I always want him coming on whether we're winning or losing because he affects the game in a positive way. And to give him his credit, so does Darwin. You know, he's moving away from this whole captain chaos bollocks that we used to have last year with him. He's effective. You know, it isn't always pretty. His passes don't always come off. You know, he doesn't do the Gakpo thing where he keeps the ball nice and neat. But he was like dropping some hands down as deep as the sixes, you know, picking the ball up, turning. He was protecting the ball better. So if he's going to get fouled, he's making sure it's a foul the ref can see and he doesn't lose the ball in the key area. And he starts to get a nice little link up with Diaz. He's already got that with Mo, but him and Diaz now are starting to get a nice little understanding as well, which is lovely to see. I mean, they linked up, they're going to talk about it. Where, to be honest, Nunes gives Diaz an absolute shitbag of a ball to his mm-hmm. hip. And Diaz controls it on his hip, lays it off to him. And to be fair, to give Jose Sarri credit, uh, it's a really good save. You know, Jose Sarri was a very busy boy second half. But you're watching going, you now look at Darwin going, whereas last year he looked a bit of a square peg round hole will stick about left it doesn't really work now just go we've got three lads who can play number nine and they all play it very differently depending on who you're playing it's perfect you know so you know but as critical as i was with Klopp for his first half team selection joe gomez inverted right back this is now probably the third i think i'll probably say in every game this season now Klopp's tactical changes and substitutions have got little the results or kept or in the chelsea game made sure they didn't lose it yeah. And he's, we've all been quite critical of Klopp and his lack of impactful subs and you know some of his de- tweaks that he makes. You've got to give him, you've got to give him his flowers when five games it in, works. you can't you can't question every change he brings on works and yeah. most of them are and they aren't easy changes. Some of them, you know, going four two four is brave, you know, and then literally hooking the two lads. Certainly, he guys going, yeah, great, you still got off lads. I've got other, I've got other plans for you. Off you go, you know, next ones. That's yeah, you know, so. It- Fair, it really great. helps Klopp make good substitutions when you look at the strength of our bench today coming oh, into the game. Good. It's fantastic. And Virgil van Dijk and Thiago both to come back. So think about two of those players dropping off that bench. You're thinking probably Kwanzaa would come out. He wouldn't be on the bench. Or maybe I, Matip doesn't come on the bench and Kwanzaa takes his it, spot. Like That's because if you base it on four, I would actually drop Matip and yeah. keep Kwanzaa. As would that's, I. It's a bit of both. That's how... Much matters. Now, to be fair to Matthew, I actually thought he had a good second half. You know, he makes a big block, um, in which we'll come to later, which he does really well with. And he looked a lot more relaxed in the ball and calmer and not, not as flustered. But in general, I just thought the two sets about Kwanzaa had the better game. So if you go on, if it's a meritocracy, Kwanzaa drops out. And it's probably Bajetic, yeah. who's been on the bench. He probably loses the spot, but Bajetic is probably going to play in. We'll talk about Europa League because um, yeah, I've seen a few comments about Europa League. I, I think people are going to get quite upset. <laughs> but I think well, that's that's your favorite thing to do. Is to not really. It's just our, I, I just our lovely audience. 
I know, I know, I know. I'm sure we're going to DM about it at some point. Uh, speaking of our lovely audience, if you're uh, listening to us live, thank you very much for joining us. Please hit the thumbs up button there on YouTube. If you're checking us out after the fact, like the video, rate the video, share the video, please. All those things help keep all this goodness free for you guys. And we love everybody that joins us. I have marked down our first error that I picked out of the second half. It was at 72 minutes when Joe Gomez just passed the ball right out of bounds to absolutely nobody. And it was such a difference because the first half was just a litany of personal errors. It was so mm. nice that we were able to get, you know, that first half of the second half out of our system, get the score back to level, you know, affect changes in the game through substitutions. And then we get just a silly little error. But other than that, I mean, shortly after that, Michael Oliver actually blowed for a foul against Wolves which was so rare that it merited being noted down uh, in my little gameplay here. They made some changes then. They uh, they had Fabio Silva came off or came on for Hichi Huang. Matt Doherty came on for Cunha, which was very nice to see the back of him because he was uh, excellent for the first yeah. half. It made sense to bring because I think it was to keep trying quiet and Diaz because yeah. he's better defensively than Huang. And of course, the commentary were going... Yeah, so it hasn't really, it hasn't really took off from at Wolves, but you know, it's just come out with a few goals. I was like, oh, no, don't you do oh, it? No. You think like I've heard, I've, I've heard this story before. It's really annoying. Stop, stop bringing these hoodoos up. I hate them. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, Silver was what he's been at Wolves, anonymous. Yeah, genuinely true. anonymous. <laughs> it's one of the weirdest sub, uh, one of the weirdest buys I've seen. Because listen, a couple of years time, he may come good. At the moment. It just looks like he played with tennis. He was he was expensive too, wasn't he? He I think he yeah, was like 20, 30 million or something like that. I think he might be more than that. I think he might be yeah. one of their record signings. Yeah, and they bought him as an eighteen. They went for potential and just Yeah. <laughs> That's a perfect way of describing it. Uh Belgard, uh the French midfielder for him that was making his Wolves debut today. He also he came off. Yeah. He he, he, really he had good. one he, he had he one in the first That's half where he, he should have shot. He should have shot. Yeah. He tried some fancy back heel around the corner play when he was running onto the ball. He should have just been slamming it at goal. Uh, I'm he... going to bring this comment up here from Chris Golding. Special mention for Matt Doherty's haircut. <laughs> think, think it looks my ma. Um, thanks, ma. It looks great. Honestly, he looks like an Australian rules football player with that quasi mullet he has going on. Yeah. Just yeah. Do you know what? This is how much I've sort of lost it, lost interest in other clubs. I generally was like. I thought he was still at Spurs. I generally forgot he moved. Do you know what I mean? There's, a, there's, there's been a few players like this season. I Maybe I should pay more attention to doing football podcasts, but there are some moves you go like, I thought this guy had moved, or I didn't know he was still there. You know, It's like when I, Phil Jones appeared for United uh, a couple of seasons back, you're like, he's still there. I yeah. thought he I feel know? the same way. I just learned that Connor Cody is playing for Leicester this season, and I had oh, I knew that. But, no. I knew that one because, you know, he was giving it bigs of how he, how he likes playing in blue, which I thought, oh, yeah, what are you doing? What are you doing? So uh, after Wolves make their second raft of changes, I got marked down. It was 78 minutes. I said, now we got to steal the points. It's 1-1 at yeah. this point. We're clearly on top of them in the game. They're trying to make some changes yeah. to counterbalance our dominance that we've had in the second half. Okay. Jarrell Kwanzaa goes down shortly there after that. And it's like, oh, shit. It oh, was, no. So it was weird because he went down. And Jermaine just why is the ref stop the game? Because literally a guy lying on the floor, like, you know, you should probably know this part of the rules of the game. That's kind of how it works. And then we play on, and he lies down again. He's going to be injured. And then we're having a go say, oh, clock, you know, that fourth is doing well to ignore clocks. He's going ballistic. I'm going like, I don't think he's going ballistic at the fourth. He looks like he's bollocking the metal stuff. It's almost like, it was like, it was a bit, it was like, why did he take him off in the first place then? Why has he had to go down twice? Because yeah. clearly, the lad's got, it looks like cramp, which, you know what? 
it was a busy first half for him. He's only 20, and that's a, you know, he was played at Bristol last year, so this is a real step up in level to him. I mean, it's pretty handy that you have a Canate to throw on for the last 15 minutes. Quite a, quite a handy sub. You know? Yeah, so... and, and comes to the, you know, the statement of like, if you're fit enough to be on the bench, you're fit enough to play. Like seeing him coming on, being like, oh shit, Klopp didn't think he was ready to go. Like hopefully you don't get you one of those Because Klopp communicating to going, yeah, it's max 10. He's going, I think it went max 15 to him. So they clearly had in the head going like, you are like, so proves he must have been emergencies only see this game out well we don't really have any other options i don't know who else would come in as a defensive option you know chambers or somebody like Uh, that from the from the unders team but probably um just boss a boss like center back he seems to be boss everywhere else yeah he'd probably Uh, probably score from center back he's that good craig dawson 84th minute big block on luis diaz series of corners now again the pressure's building the pressure's building from the corner jose saw catches it anthony good shout Endo could have played centre-back because he has played centre-back oh, yeah. in Japan. Yeah, good, good point. Yeah, uh, Jose Saw catches the corner. Another poor corner from Liverpool. Mm. He tries a quick restart. Oh, I have seen the replays. The yeah, I'm, we're going with the Robbo bit, aren't we? Generally, clears it. I thought he was out the area when he kicked it. Because he ran that much. I was convinced he got out the area when he kicked it. I was like, is he? And then, to fair to Robbo, Robbo reads it, steps out, takes it down. And plays it out wide. You thought, oh, great, we're back in the attack. And Robbo carried on going. I thought, oh, we've seen this before. He stopped. He, but you know what Robbo's like? He stops because he goes, it's fucking me. I don't shoot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he carried on. And Mo gets it outside the boot to him. And he falls to Robbo. Oh, my God. And it, first time, slots on the keeper. Very similar to what you said he did against Villa. Very similar to a goal he scored against uh, Salzburg in the Champions League. Ah, Captain fantastic. Absolute brilliant. And I was like, I was so poignant. I thought, do you know, your first game as, you know, captain, you know, a few big names, 82 of appearance. If I'm honest, he had a bit of a shit show against England for Scotland, you know, with a mistake and that. So it's just one of those things that goes from somewhere else, you know. It's, it's a great finish and a lot of celebrations are brilliant. You're just like, this is just becoming the habit. I mean, it is the habit. Liverpool have the most late goals in the Premier League history. It's just, it's a thing Liverpool do. Yeah. Uh, which is why you, you, you always have that little hope in your head, which is like, I know there's three minutes left, but we might score because we've, we've got that habit. We're, but because we're Liverpool. Was, but it was getting to that edgy stage of in your head going, right, how am I going to sort of spin this in my, my own head? Forget on here, on my own head. Uh, point's not too bad because in my head I'm going, a point's shite. Generally, man's got a point's rubbish. It's not real. This is not the games that get appointed. There are other games where you can sell yourself a point all right. Wolves away. Away to, away to Chelsea. Away to Chelsea is one of away those games. Away to Chelsea, you, can go, you know. Good point. Good point. What if you got, do you know, a draw away at West Ham? You go, do you know, West Ham away is a tough game. Away at Spurs is a tough game. Away at Arsenal. There are certain clubs you just go, away at Villa, actually, a point's not the worst position. Because there's just certain clubs you go, it's a ball it's going to win there. So actually, a draw's all right. You know. Yeah. This is this is definitely not one of those games. This was a game no, I felt was those... a must win because yeah, I, this... I think we can challenge for the league this year. If we get a little bit of luck with injuries at the back, We've got the depth there. Look at the strength of our starting lineup, regardless of any changes we make, and look at how strong our bench is. Like we've got good players, so we need to be winning games like this. The thing about the Robbo goal, I, it really gave me flashbacks. The ball that Mo plays for Robbo to chip it in, very reminiscent of Mo after he completely skinned Lisandro Martinez in the seven 0 when he slides that ball in for Gakpo, running into that same channel that Robbo was in. 
maybe not as good a finish by Robbo as Gakpo's was against uh, De Gea last season. But, I mean, it's a great goal. And you got to be so happy for Robbo, especially me, because I, I, I put a fair amount of blame on him for that first goal. Like, if that had been Trent that had been asleep at the back post the way that Robbo was there, the narrative would be in full flow again oh, yeah. about his inability his inability to defend. But Rob, but Robbo doesn't make clicks. Robbo doesn't make you... Exactly. Exactly. He's 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 one of the best players around. You'll always get that. I mean, just put that into context, this win now, based on the same five games last season, we're already five points better off. You know, because we lost this game last year. We drew with Villa. You know, goal score wise, we're actually a bit down, but I mean, I never expected us to beat both again 9-0. So, you know, you've got to sort of caveat that a little bit. But you listen, this is what Liverpool have got to start doing is look at all the points you dropped last year to shit like this. And it pardon my life, but it was. The bottom 10 away from home, we were crap against. Forget 12.30 or no 12.30. Bottom 10 away from home, we were awful. You know, this is a step, another step in the right direction. West Ham next is going to be an interesting one because West Ham are on the up, you know, and it's just blown my mind. It's City West Ham. I assume this is a televised game for later. It's actually a three o'clock kickoff. Newcastle Brentford is a televised game. I'm like, that's the big one. Come on, everybody wants to watch Newcastle Brentford. I mean, both those teams yeah. are on tour in the United States for preseason. That's how big they I are. I mean, well, obviously, the big game is obviously tomorrow. You yeah. know, Everton against Arsenal. Because, <laughs> quite frankly, we can make fun of whichever one loses. Really, because there's, and there's Brighton stuff have there. scored. Danny, Brighton, Danny just... Welbeck puts a one nil for Brighton oh. for Man United. And also, you know, Brighton who did the double over. Man United last year. They also did mm-hmm. over us, to be fair. Yeah. yeah well, that's, <laughs> anyway. The less we talk about that, the better. But let's get back and finish this off. Uh, Robbo has a good back post header when one of the few Wolves attacks that are coming up, it looked like it was going to be a corner, mm-hmm. ends up being a goal kick. And then a few seconds after that, the ball's in the back of the net and Harvey Elliott doing his best Green Bay Packer Lambo leap in celebration afterwards for a goal that will not count for Harvey Elliott. No, it, it is an own goal. But again, yeah. uh, I think Mo tries to play it and it gets cut back. And look, Mo again cuts back to Harvey Elliott. Does the right thing. First of all, it is when you see the other angle, you think, oh, neat finish. And you watch it go, it is going wide, deflection yeah. takes it near post in, post it in, which, do you know what? Lovely. It's an own goal, who cares? But listen, Liverpool probably deserved that because the way they were pushing second half. You know, I'm yeah. made up for Harvey. Him and Jones both got booked for jumping in the crowd to celebrate. Okay, less. Because I do oh, think. Oh, did that's... they? Yeah, yeah, they both got booked for jumping oh. in the crowd. Because <laughs> you can't do that, apparently. Uh, you can't show emotion. You're not allowed to show emotion in football. Um, but, again, it's just like Harvey Elliott coming off the bench, doing well. It's gonna, it, it does mean, at some point, you will, we will be getting the calls for, well, when does Harvey Elliott get his start? The problem is, when he's playing, yeah, very soon. Um, I got a feeling we're going to go ultra strong on Thursday night, which is going to piss everyone off. I My gut feeling is, we're going to go very strong against Lask. We're going to go very strong against West Ham. And then when we play Leicester uh, the following week, racket changes because it's the League Cup. And quite frankly, the club just doesn't give a shit about the League Cup. Uh, and the reason is, I just think Liverpool want to start strong. I kind of get that group one quit early. Part of the you can rest them in the other games. But also, the last thing Liverpool want to do is finish second in that group. Because otherwise, it's two, get, it's two playoff games in February. Which is a bit of a ball ache. So I just think we go with the um trying to get it one early. So then we've got no European football until March. I can't there's, 
I think there's no excuse for us not to top this group fairly easily, regardless of what. I, I don't think we need to go that strong. Like, do you think I we're would. going to see Sabaslai play three games in a row? Possible. Possible. So I think I think you see Kana, I won't surprise you. Canati and Van Dyke play. Van Dyke's not played since Newcastle, and he played half an yeah, hour. Yeah, that's fine. He's, he's basically had a month off. Canati could do the minutes in his legs. Gomez lost to right back, so I've got them all because all of them are injured. I think Sibicastle coming. I mean, I think you might see like Endo. McAllister and possibly say like maybe that's a Gravenberch game and then front three Darwin will definitely I think Darwin will definitely start and I think you might and you'll piss people off it won't probably it's Salah and Diaz yeah and then you you say so get it done in the first 50 bang take them off then we see mm-hmm. the, the joy the joy that is Ben Doak yeah you know that's what yeah, I, I don't I don't think there's a I I can't see a world where Harvey Elliott doesn't start against Lask. I think he's an absolute nailed on starter because his performances mm-hmm. have been good off the bench. He has to get his start somewhere. It feels like the sort of situation you have with guys like Kelleher that are just kind of on that cusp of not being good enough because the guy ahead of them in their position is just that much better, but still deserving of proper game time and the ability to try to stake a claim in the team. So I think I think Harvey's I mean, nailed on to start. I mean, look, I, I, mean most, I mean, most are saying Tom's uh, like us play could play three hundred sixty-five days. It doesn't really matter. Well, Jono, correct me. He, he is right. Winnie drew with Winnie drew with Brighton at home, and then they beat us mm-hmm. away. They did deserve to win. They also battered us in the FA Cup, so it just felt like Brighton beat us every week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we uh, we lost to Brighton. It felt like and Brighton and Wolves. It felt like that's all we did for about a month the, there. In January. The Wolves away, I think Wolves away last year was kind of the break point when you went. Oh, we're in so much. This team's in so much trouble. And then it, I mean, listen, it picked up a level. I didn't think we didn't think it could get to, which does make this season a, a bit easier. But yeah, listen. Yeah. 3-1 win, and uh, I think I was saying to you, this second half will prove our Liverpool are just a good, just a very good team, which would be top four, in and around top four, or Liverpool going to become a serious team again and start pushing higher. Is it perfect? No. Is the work to be done? Yes. The signs there that Liverpool this season are looking more and more like a, a serious team, more like you're going to be trying to push Man City and Arsenal, who are probably the ones you'd expect to be in the title race, rather than going... Oh, we might be around top four. We might get third. We might, you know, we feel like we're more pushing higher, which is what you want to be, what you should be. Damn right. Gotta, but like you said, defensively, you've got to hope we keep enough lads fit, or maybe buy one in January. That could be that could be a novelty. Yeah, I mean, we could. I mean, there were strong links in the week to uh, Piero Hincapier out of uh, Bayer Leverkusen. So, you know, that w- a name that was kind of bandied about in the summer. Sure, so put I'll, take you I'll take your hints on him if you say, because you know what? If you're like, if you're like, if you're lined up, I wouldn't know who he is. Yeah, I know, I know, and it's one of those names that appeared in the summer. I was like, oh, great, yeah, no idea who he is. Sure, yeah, pick him up. It's he sounds great to me. Uh, there was a comment there, I think it was Chris Golding mentioning Darwin's work for the third goal. I thought that was just really? fantastic. It shows such a difference from last season where he didn't really know where to go, used his body so well, shields the defender off, gets it, turns, we're down the other end, balls in the back of the net. Happy, happy, happy days. Well. 96 minute, it looked like they were doing everything to get Gravenberch a goal. Gravenberch oh, comes on in the 93rd minute. I thought he's going to score goal. I thought he's going to score goal. It's always goal of the year when he's just going to go start. I'm going to do three jinx, three jinx, and he fell over the ball. I was like, oh. But <sighs> it's sort of listen, it was only like a little five minute cameo. But you going, oh, I can see how he'd work a little pull though. Yep. Not yet yep. as a six. Well, that remains to be seen. But do you know what? If he played Dennis Hobbs line there, he goes, ah, I, can see, I can see how that works. You know, he yep. just, just, again, just looks like a really talented, good player. So, 
you know, look out for that. Nigel Angle, shout out to Wolves, but they said they, they were very good. To, they were, Wolves were good today. Yeah. Less said about their fan base, the better, because it's just touring nonsense that you hear from them. But, you know, that's kind of the Wolves mantra you hear on the telly. And Wolves fans, if you don't like that, that's fine. Just you can literally hear what you shout on the telly. So, you know, yeah. let's let's not, uh, you know. It's I do have to say that's hard that's hard lines for Wolves because that's two I mean maybe one and a half good performances that they've put in for against good teams for a total yeah. of zero points. They yeah, were good against good. Man United, they deserved points out of that, and they were they so were, good in the first half today. And they had they, to be honest, they were good in spells against Palace. They got two they scored two against Palace, but they were just two up at the back. Ironically, the only points they've got was when they were Fucking atrocious because they were awful at Goodison Park. They were genuinely dreadful to watch. And how Everton didn't slap them two or three, I'll never know. I mean, the fact that the fact that one there was glorious, but do you know what I mean? It's ironic. The worst they've played is actually the only game they've got to win in. It's funny, it's funny how it works sometimes in football. Yeah, it? football's a funny old game. So before we get out of here, Chris, we got two questions. One obviously will be about man of the match, but before we get there, why did they play 12 minutes of added time when he added on? Like I know we scored, and we made a substitute th- in there. Where did I think, four extra minutes? Come? I think I think it was the. Uh, they, had to, they had to go get Joe Zanelli out the crowd. I think <laughs> Joe I think Joe Zanelli, to be fair, were crowd surfing for two minutes. And I think they were on, you know, all, all the away fans' backs going, "This is boss." This. I think that's where it came from. Uh, and so, uh, Quanta went down a couple of times as well. So I think that sort of. Meh. Yeah, that so, felt that felt like a bit much, especially with a two goal lead. Where like what Wolves would have to do to turn it around would yeah. just felt like it was a it was a far gone conclusion. It was quite strange. Does anything surprise you with the, with these officials these days? You know, we may have to talk about some on a Thursday night show at some point. <laughs> it's like somebody had a bet on for a three two Liverpool win, and they're just trying yeah. to keep it going as far as they could. Yeah. But man of the match, Chris, who'd you like? I'm gonna go Robbo. Captain performance, winning goal. I thought him. I thought he was all right first half. Brilliant second half. Uh, I think Kwanzaa was very close because I just thought for a debut in the Premier League, I don't think he did an awful lot wrong. And put it this way, I forgot he was a twenty-year-old playing at centre back. I think that's the compliment you give him, is which is like, oh yeah, because Kwanzaa played centre back. You weren't panicked going, oh Jesus crap. No disrespect. Like when Reece Williams played centre back, you were in pins because you know the poor lad just wasn't ready for that level. You know, that's not his fault. He was just thrown in. Quanta looked a lot more established, you know, and, you know, there's still a lot more development to come out of him. So I was I was impressive. A uh, couple of shouts for Mo, three assists, which, you know, to be fair, it's a good shout. He doesn't, he won't, he won't get the assist for the third goal, will he? I think so. Oh, I thought the assist goes to the player that took the shank shot. Uh, well, at the moment, it's, it's all, well, at the moment, social media saying it's three assists for Mo, so, you know. If it stays that way in the fantasy, my wife will be happy because she forgot to set her lineup, so she still had Mo Captain. So did I. Of me reminding so did her I. I, forgot. I forgot, and I've got Mo Captain, so actually, I'm hoping it's that as well. I remember to drop Trent because I remember the last minute he was injured. Yeah. Uh, I, I would give the man of the match to Jarrell Kwanzaa just because if you take the match as a whole, I think he's the only outfield player that came out of the first half in the positive. I thought he was easily our best outfield player in the first half in terms of he made the fewest mistakes and he was there when we needed him to be there. And until he went down, he did everything we needed him to do. He looked so calm on the ball in the second half, so much more composed on the ball. And I got the feeling that he was getting a lot of help from Allison. But Allison was always exactly where he needed him to be. Kwanzaa knew that all he had to do was just open his body up. He could play that ball back pretty much anywhere in 180-degree range, and Allison was going to sweep it up for him. But that's a great, 
a great debut for him and what a start to his senior Liverpool career. I mean, let's see. Third, third performance now. Very yeah, good. Quasm Geek's got Robbo. Project 5M's got Kwanzaa. People at the Mouse has got Robbo. Um, I think there was a shout for... Oh, you got Anthony's got uh, Domo again. Sobos Live. Yeah. I thought he was very good second half. I thought he was pretty average first half. I'm being polite, I don't think he, I don't think he could pass, pass the ball two yards. Uh, to be fair, yeah. neither, could, neither could Paul McAllister. <laughs> but listen, you know, it is what it is. But listen, yeah. at least we won. And what and well for a short period of time we're top of the league until Man City score. So exactly uh, that happened yet, yeah. but, you know, give it five minutes. You can't be you can't be upset about this as a Liverpool fan. Obviously, there's things to improve on from that first half, and we did improve on those things. Oh, sorry, uh, we're not top oh, if it's a draw oh, City draw, we're now second now on goal difference. Ah, yeah, this day yeah. this day's ruined now. That's it, that's me done. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I mean, we had our we had our moment in the sun there until didn't even last an hour, didn't even get an hour of it. Oh, Jesus, terrible. Uh but yeah, really. Other than that, we've got uh, we got last coming up. I believe that's a five forty five kickoff. Is it not on Thursday? Isn't it? Oh yeah, no. I finished work at six. I'm going to try and do a bit of an early dart. I hope your boss not watching. Um... <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I, I finish work at four thirty, and it starts at twelve thirty for me. So I'm going to have to get real creative with uh, figuring out how I'm going to get off. In yeah. Terms so getting to so watch. Yes. The game. Yeah. So the rest of the week we'll have the lads will be back tomorrow with uh, Fatback Four, and the cycle starts again. Um, mm-hmm. Thursday night there'll be a post-match reaction, which will probably be me, Kev, maybe Matt. Matt, Matt, yeah. Matt might do I should be able. Part. I should be able to make it. I'll figure it out. Yeah, so we'll do that. Uh, which then means the Premier League show will probably get moved to Friday, Ooh. like it used to be, able, just because you know Europa League takes priority, and then yeah. the cycle starts again. Fingers crossed. We're talking about a win in Europe as well, but you know, all in all, right? Let's go see if West Ham can beat City because that'd be quite funny. And Brighton can beat Man United. Yeah. So thanks everybody for joining us. That's a foregone conclusion. (laughs) It's brilliant. Hit the like, hit the thumbs up, hit the subscribe, hit the notification bell, all that goodness. Check out the LFC Day Tripper social media pages or the description of this video for the link for our charity partner. Getting very close to the end of this campaign for them. They're getting very close to their fundraising target, raising money for breast cancer awareness and running the Dublin City Marathon. If you can do that, that would be absolutely fantastic. But that's been another wonderful full-time Reds. We are 16 games undefeated. Happy days, Chris. Happy days. Thanks for joining me. We'll see you guys later. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.